Welcome to the Mavs Court Report. I am your host, Larry Elias. On today's episode, we dive into the latest trade rumors from around the Dallas Mavericks. But first, we'd like to thank our sponsor, GameTime, for sponsoring this episode. If you're looking for the best place to score your next ticket to the Dallas Mavericks or to your next uh, favorite uh, entertainment show, baseball game, concert, you name it, GameTime is there for you. The best price and the best value for your tickets, head on over to GameTime. Use the link in the description and help support the channel. And now on to our first topic. Why the Dallas Mavericks cannot trade Dorian Finney-Smith for Malik Beasley. The Dallas Mavericks are rumored to be willing to part with Dorian Finney-Smith in the right deal. The Athletics' uh, Sham Sharan, I always butcher his name, Reported that Dallas would be willing if they could get a star player in return. And he also noted that Utah Jazz were interested in acquiring the 6-7 forward. Dodo is in the first season of a four-year, $55.5 million contract, and the Mavs cannot afford to part with him without significantly improving their roster. Andy Larson of the Salt Lake Tribune reported the Mavericks and Jazz have discussed a Malik Beasley for Finney Smith swap. Dallas is asking for additional compensation. The scribe noted that the talks were, quote, perhaps furthest along on Beasley. There is zero chance that the Mavs swap Finney Smith for Beasley. The deal does not make sense for the Mavericks at all. And we're going to take a closer look at why. Beasley is making $15.4 million this season, and he has a team option for $16.5 million next year. The 26-year-old is a better scorer than Finney Smith, Dodo is significantly better defender. Dallas has Christian Wood and Tim Hardaway Jr. on the roster. They do not need another below average defender they can score without being a playmaker. If anything, the Mavs need to improve their defense to make a deep playoff run. Swapping Finney Smith for Beasley makes the Mavericks worse in the short term and does not improve them long term. It also takes one of the Mavs' best assets off the table for a player that might be worth a protected first round pick. Jazz CEO Danny Ainge is known as a tough negotiator, and the Mavs must be willing to walk away if the final offer is just Finney Smith for Beasley in a second round pick. Dallas can only trade Dorian Finney Smith if they are getting a star player in return. The Jazz want Dodo. Uh, Larry Markinen has to be a player coming back to Dallas. No other deal makes sense for the Mavericks. Beasley is a fine player that averaged 19.6 points per game as a starter in the 2020-2021 season. He's above three. He's above average three-point shooter and provides value as a bench scorer. But Finney Smith is locked in as a starter, the Mavericks' best perimeter defender. The swap just does not make sense for Dallas. The Mavericks' trade rumors will be coming fast and furious as the trade deadline nears. So stay tuned for all the latest. And on that note, we're going to take a look at one Dallas Mavericks trade target at every position for them to consider. The Dallas Mavericks want to upgrade their roster around Luka before the February 9th trade deadline. They need another playmaker to diversify their attack, but their primary focus should be finding more talent. The Mavs need Luka to do it all right now, and they must find him help as soon as possible. Dallas wants to find a second star that can complement Luka, but they still owe their 2023 first round pick to the Knicks from the first Porzingis trade. Well, 
Uh, will they be willing to deal another first rounder before the deadline? Only if they can find someone that improves their uh, title chances now and moving forward. Who is available that the Mavs could acquire? GM Nico Harrison is not afraid to be aggressive, but the jam-packed standings in both conferences have limited the sellers. Still, there will be plenty of impactful names shopped before February 9th, and this is one player in every position that the Mavericks should consider. The current Raptors point guard, Fred Van Vliet, is the ideal target for the Mavericks. He's in his prime and was an all-star last season. He can handle the ball, score, and make plays. He's a career 37.6% three-point shooter that competes on the defensive end. Van Vliet was part of the Raptors championship in 2019, and he could make a massive impact in Dallas playing off of Luka. The Raptors have a ton of decisions to make before the trade deadline. They are currently five games under 500, and teams are looking at them as the potential seller that could shift the market. Uh, Gary Trent Jr., OG, and I'm going to butcher this guy's name, Anunnabi and Pascal Seacombe could all join Van Vliet on the trade block. The 6'1 point guard has a player option for next year that he is likely to decline to become a free agent this summer, so extension talks are a must if acquiring FVV. But will they acquire him? The Mavs should be interested. They miss Jalen Brunson dearly after letting him depart in free agency. And Van Vliet is arguably a better player. He does not have the scoring efficiency, but he is a better defender and creator. Would Dallas realize their mistake and pay the price to acquire Fred? Would the 28-year-old be willing to sign a long-term contract to stay in Dallas to play next to Luka? The Mavs will certainly find out before the deadline, but expect them to be active and aggressive if he hits the trade deadlock. Or trade block, excuse me. Number two, shooting guard Zach Levine from the Chicago Bulls. Levine is a two-time All-Star and one of the league's elite scorers. He could be the best player traded before the deadline. The Bulls are currently three games under 500 and sitting 11th in the Eastern Conference. They may, they must shake up their roster, but will they try to trade or more for more help or become sellers? He is in the first year of five-year, $215 million extension, but can the Bulls build a title contender around him? Nikola Vucevic is headed toward free agency, and DeMar DeRozan has just one year left on his deal. Do the Bulls run it back with a new point guard? Did they trade Levine and try to retool around DeRozan? There's a lot of question marks in Chicago with just over 10 days, or excuse me, actually a week now when this airs until the deadline. Levine figures to return the largest hole, which is why the Bulls should stop him before February 9th. They could net a young talent on rookie contract, plus some draft capital that will give Chicago some flexibility. But the question question really is for the Mavericks, do they have enough assets to acquire Zach? The Mavs are rumored to be interested in Levine. I mean, they're interested in everybody. But acquiring him is another can of worms. Dallas can trade two first-round picks, two second-round picks, and any player on their roster except Maxi Cleaver before the trade deadline. They have the assets to land him, but are they willing to part with them? Acquiring Zach locks him in as the Mavericks' second star for the foreseeable future. Can the Mavs win with a backcourt that struggles on the defensive end of the floor? It's a question the franchise must consider. The Mavericks need more talent, and Zach is unquestionably talented, but can the two sides get a deal done before February 9th? 
we will have to wait and see. Next up, small forward, Bohan Bognovich from the Detroit Pistons. The Pistons are playing hardball, but Bognovich will certainly be available before February 9th deadline. Detroit has the worst record in the Eastern Conference and no reason not to cash in on the 33-year-old. The asking price is high because he is averaging over 20 points per game and shooting 41% from three-point range. He was Utah's best player in last season's playoff series against the Mavericks. He knocked down shots, scored over 18 points per game, and defended Luka. The 6'7 wing is a stout perimeter defender that can make an impact on both ends of the floor. He could be a fantastic fit next to Luka, but acquiring him won't be easy. Uh, Bogdanovich is an outstanding role player for any team with title and aspirations. He can score, handle the ball, knock down open shots, and defend multiple positions. He's not a superstar, but the 33-year-old forward is no stranger to winning games and making an impact. The Pistons are rumored to want an unprotected first-round pick for him. Will the Mavericks offer one? Is that enough to acquire him? Does that another team offer him more? We'll have to wait and see. As February 9th rolls around. And next up, power forward John Collins from the Atlanta Hawks. It's been a rough season for Collins and the Hawks. He's averaging a career-worst 13 points per game as a starter and shooting just 26% from the three-point range. Collins is known as a stretch four, and he is a career 35.9% shooter from long range and averages 16.1 points per game. The 25-year-old is struggling, and the Hawks just had a massive mid-season front office shakeout. Collins is on the block, and the asking price is reportedly down significantly for the 25-year-old forward. He has three years and $78.5 million left on his contract after this season. Teams are worried that his production will stay down, and they will be left holding an overpriced contract. Now is the perfect time to buy low on John Collins, but what team will do it? So the question is, does it make sense for Dallas to acquire John Collins? The Mavericks traded two first-round picks and Dennis Smith Jr. to acquire Porzingis back in 2019 with the hopes that he would blossom into the second star next to Luka. KP played well, went healthy, but the fit was never perfect. Collins could be a budget Porzingis. He can stretch the floor, rebound, beat Luka's pick-and-roll partner, and make his free throws. The Dallas Mavericks should be in on John Collins. The 25-year-old has shown flashes. He just needs a new environment where he can thrive. And what better spot than playing next to Luka? And next up, at center, Nerlens Noel from the Detroit Pistons. The market for centers appears to be high. Miles Turner's extension took him off the trade block, and the Spurs are reportedly asking for two first-round picks for Jacob Poetol. Dallas desperately needs an upgrade at the five. But giving up two firsts for him would be a massive mistake. Dallas needs a budget option that can rebound, protect the rim, and anchor the defense. The Mavericks are currently 23rd in defensive rating, and they must be back into the top half if they want to make the playoffs this season. So the question is, do they bring back Nerlens? The Pistons are looking to dump him in his 9.2 million salary for this season. He's not, a, he's not part of the team's rotation as they would give all the minutes to Isaiah Stewart and Jalen Duran. Getting off his contract would be a win for Detroit. 
His first stint in Dallas did not go as planned, but there is a new coaching staff and plenty of opportunity at the five. Could he fill the role that the team created for JaVale McGee? He'd be asked to play 15 to 25 minutes per game as a rebounder, rim protector, and pick and roll partner for Luka. Seems to be right in his wheelhouse. What will the Dallas Mavericks do before the trade deadline? Stay tuned to find out. And now on to our next topic. Why trading for a star player could make the Dallas Mavericks worse. The Dallas Mavericks want to upgrade their roster before the February 9th trade deadline. And if they're searching for a second star to pair with Luka, front office is open to ideas. And they're even shopping Dorian Finney-Smith, according to The Athletic. Dallas appears to be open to moving anyone not named Luka, if they can acquire another all-star. For the Mavericks to be true title contenders, they must find Luka a co-star. It would be difficult to compete with the Celtics, Warriors, Bucks, Sixers, Nuggets, and Grizzlies if Dallas does not have a second star. The LA Clippers knocked the Mavs out of the playoffs two straight years because they had Kawhi Leonard and Paul George. Dallas needs that one-two punch, and they will have to trade to acquire the second piece of it. The Mavericks only have two first-round picks available to trade before the deadline, so they will have to sweeten their offer with talented players. Dorian Finney-Smith is likely their top trade chip at the deadline, but acquiring a second star might not improve the team in the short term. And these are going to be the three reasons why. The Dallas Mavericks will have holes and be unable to fill them. It will take all the Mavs' tradable assets to acquire a legitimate second star before the trade deadline. Dallas will likely part with both first-round picks, plus Dorian Finney-Smith, Josh Green, Tim Hardaway Jr., or Spencer Dinwiddie to make the salary matching work. The Mavs already have some clear needs ahead of the deadline. Acquiring a second star likely fills their need for another playmaker, especially if they can keep Dinwiddie. But Dallas will still have holes, and they won't have the assets to fill them. It will make Mavericks worse in the short term. Yes, they will have two stars, but the rest of their rotation will be cobbled together with the remaining pieces left on their roster after the trade. Number two, the Mavericks will have to overpay for a star because no superstars are available. The number of sellers on the trademark is tiny right now. The play-in tournament gives two more teams postseason games, and it allows teams to stay in contention longer. Add in the jam-packed standings in the Western Conference, and the number of confirmed sellers sits at three. However, other teams will join that list before February 9th, but no superstar player will be available. The market will probably lack uh, Kevin Durant, Donovan Mitchell, Zach Levine, Fred VanVleet, D'Angelo Russell. Or, excuse me, I should rephrase that. They'll lack a Kevin Durant or a Donovan Mitchell, but Zach Levine, Fred VanVleet, and D'Angelo Russell are expected to be the best names available. All are potential all-stars, but none are the best player on a contending team. The best available will command a massive price because there are so many more buyers than sellers. Lack of supply always increases prices, so the Mavericks will have to overpay to land one of the two or three best stars available at the trade deadline.
In the offseason, more trades are out there because teams can expand their rosters to 20 players and create more flexibility by making other moves. Superstars usually ask out in the offseason, which also drives down the price of star players. Overpaying for a star when the Dallas Mavericks trade assets are already limited will give them an unbalanced roster for the remainder of the season and potentially make them worse in the short run. In the short term, I should say. Number three, it will be worse if they trade. Her depth is an issue for the Dallas Mavericks. It's going to be worse if they trade for the second star. Depth has been an issue for the Mavs in recent weeks as multiple rotation pieces have missed time with injuries. They had seven trusted options in Monday's win over the Pistons. Maxi Kleber and Christian Wood are currently out injured. So even fully healthy, Dallas has nine players to use in a playoff series. Trading for a second star costs them three of those players, and they only get one in return. The team's depth is a massive issue. Head coach Jason Kidd will be forced to play Davis Bertans or Jaden Hardy minutes in the postseason, which will be difficult as teams attack the opponent's weakest link more frequently. The Mavericks need more talent. They would love to acquire a second star. Dallas needs one to become a true championship contender. They will be better long term if they acquire a second star before the deadline, but they could be worse in the short term. Think back to the KP trade in 2019. Dallas did not have a lot left around Luka for the remainder of that season, and it could be something similar this year if they acquire a second star before the deadline. The Mavs are only parting with Dorian Finney-Smith if they can acquire a second star. Who will they land before February 9th? Stay tuned, because there will be plenty of drama and suspense over the final seven days before the deadline. And now on to our next topic. Luke and the Mavericks are facing a must-win against the Zionless Pelicans. Dallas Mavericks superstar Luka sprained his ankle in the opening minutes of a game against the Suns last week, and fans were fearing the worst. Luckily, number 77 missed only one game before returning with a 53-point masterpiece to defeat the Pistons on Monday night. Luka beat the Mavs franchise record for points in a regulation game to prove that he's back. The Mavericks host the New Orleans Pelicans on Thursday night, and Dallas has every advantage heading into the contest. Zion will miss his 15th consecutive game with a hamstring injury as the Pelicans look to snap a nine-game losing streak, which has them clutching the 10th and final playing spot in the Western Conference. Brandon Ingram is back, but he has yet to hit his stride as New Orleans desperately needs a win. Luka and Zion have not faced off since February 12th, two years ago and they have faced, off, faced each other just two times in Williamson's four-year career. Fans will again miss out on that tantalizing matchup, but there are even more important reasons why Thursday's game is a must-win for Dallas. The Mavs are fifth in the West, but they are just one game ahead of the Pelicans in the standings. Yes, fifth and tenth are only separated by one game, and there figures to be a little separation by season's end, and it could come down to tiebreakers in the first be head-to-head record. The two teams have split the first two meetings with two games left this season. A win means Dallas can at worst earn a split with the Pelicans heading into their final showdown on March 8th. Zion should be back for that contest, and it will be a massive game in New Orleans. The Mavericks do not want to have to go on the road and win against the full-strength Pelicans in the final meeting. They must take care of business at home and guarantee they will not lose the head-to-head tiebreaker in New Orleans. The Pelicans were second in the Western Conference before their nine-game losing streak started, so the last thing they need is a massive win and a spark. The Mavericks have the chance to make it 10 consecutive on Thursday night and move the Pelicans into a tie with the Trailblazers 
for the final play in position. Expect Luka to be locked in as he sees an opportunity to gain some ground on their division foe. The Mavericks have another edge on Thursday as the weather prevented the Pelicans from flying to Dallas on Wednesday. They will fly in on Thursday, but that is less than ideal for an important game. The Mavericks begin an eight-game stretch against Western Conference playoff hopefuls on Thursday night that leads to the All-Star break. Christian Wood and Maxi Cleaver remain out, but fans are going to find out a lot about this team over the next two weeks. Can Lucas spark another Mavs run? Well, tune in and enjoy the game. And that is actually all we have for this episode of the Mavs Court Report. Let us know your thoughts on the topics we've covered. Uh, don't forget to hit the thumbs up button, subscribe to the channel, and hit the bell notification button to be notified when we release new videos. Episodes of the Mavs Court Report will release either on Thursday or Friday each week. You can find us on all major podcast platforms, including Good Pods. And subscribe to the podcast on whatever podcast platform you use to listen to your favorite podcast. And as always, thank you so much for watching and listening. We will see you next time.